0: There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. Sean,
1: good to have you back. It's wonderful to be here. How are you today?
0: Not bad. Not bad. You know,
2: just another day in paradise. It uh, gets, gets monotonous, doesn't it? Well, no, closer to retirement. And, <laughs> there you go. And, you know, I'm looking at things going, I don't have to touch my, what is it? The, the um, um, When the IRS wants to know how much money I've got uh, when I turn 73 and a half.
1: Oh, your RMD? My RMD, Your required yes. minimum distribution. Thank you. Yes.
2: I, haven't, I, I don't have to think about my RMD yet. And I'm like, this is good. <laughs> I, I, You know? Um, but again, it's those little victories that I, I keep looking for. But uh, today... Um, you don't want to pay those taxes? Uh, well, some of them are already paid uh, because I did Roth. That's
1: right. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. No RMD if you have a Roth. Right. If you have a regular IRA or 401K or 403B, yep. you do get those required minimum distributions, and you didn't pay taxes on any of that yet. So every penny you take out is taxable. And uh, again,
2: um, you know, we'll do this on another show, um, but uh, I know you're really big on uh, the... Um, Roth conversions, uh, if you've got, uh, if you don't have Roth, uh, do it now.
1: Yeah, let's. I mean, let's spend some time on that because that's a really good yeah. thing to discuss. So a Roth IRA is a, is a retirement savings account that you fund with after-tax dollars, okay? So you get your paycheck and you pay your taxes to Uncle Sam and FICA and whoever else you, you may owe taxes to, uh, and then you take some money and you put it into that Roth IRA. It will grow then uh, tax-free forever. And so when you take that money out in retirement, you're not going to have to pay any taxes on it, all right? Now, on the flip side of that is a traditional IRA or a traditional 401K or 403B. You put money into that on a pre-tax basis, right? So if you're doing it to your 401K, your employer takes the money and puts it right in there for you. They're very nice about that. They put that right in there into your account, and um, you don't pay taxes on it. And same thing with your IRA and the others. But that will accumulate over time. Right. And then, uh, when you retire, and once you reach seventy three, mm-hmm. which is your RMD age, require, so your required beginning age or required beginning date. Right. When you get subject to those, you you may be taken out before those, <laughs> before that date. By the way, because you need the money. But, yeah, but the point is, in sure. your IRAs or four hundred one k's, that money all comes out, and because it's never been taxed, becomes taxable. And the thing I'd like to explain there: let's say you put over the course of your career a hundred thousand dollars into your four hundred one k, which is nice. Yep. Um, but through matching contributions from your employer and through um, good investments, it grows to three hundred thousand. So you didn't pay taxes on the hundred, and now you get an extra two hundred. You all of a sudden, <sighs> a sudden have to pay taxes on. Had you done that in a Roth account, let's say a Roth four hundred one k, yep. Or a Roth 403b, or even a Roth IRA, um, any of that growth is not taxable. So it's really it's a it's a very and, powerful. Tool. And
2: let's assume for the sake of argument, in your lifetime you put that money away. You were at X tax bracket when you started putting it away, and you did, did okay. Maybe now you're in a higher tax bracket. You know so. You're looking at being taxed, but what bracket are you going to be in?
1: Exactly. I think this is – thank you for bringing that up. I think this is a big risk, a very big risk that we face uh, today. We are right now, whether it feels like it or not, in some of the lowest tax brackets in our nation's history. Of course, it's more than it was when there were no taxes. um, But since we've started paying income taxes, it's at one of the lowest levels ever. And so you may find yourself – not paying taxes on those 401ks now and then taking the money out in retirement at a higher tax bracket than you avoided today. Right. I say pay the tax now, knowing it's low, and then take it out in the future tax free. Now, all of, if, listen, if you're in the 37% tax bracket, okay. You, it probably makes sense for you to put your money into a regular IRA or a 401k because it's unlikely you're going to be in the highest tax bracket in retirement than you are today. Um, but for most of us, right. um, I think putting money into a Roth now, paying the taxes uh, to Uncle Sam and letting that grow tax-free uh, works for the vast majority of people.
2: What if people are, are close to retirement w- within five years? is it still uh, make sense?
1: It can, yeah. Okay. It's all it's all going to be situational, and, and I don't want that sure. to be a cop out because I say that a lot. Well, it depends, well, but, I, but it I does don't. depend. It depends on how much they've saved. It depends on how much their social security is. So, excuse me, social security is. It depends on how much they're spending. Uh, it depends on what this blend is between Roth and right. IRA, and then what we call non-qualified assets. That's money you just invested. Uh, Or putting the savings on the side, Uh, you got to bring all those things. Well, that was my uh, point. There is no
2: one size fits all. No, and just you know, it could it could be it could make sense. It may not make sense. It depends on your situation. That's exactly
1: right. Right. And so we sit down with folks. You know, as a fiduciary, I want to sit down and make sure that I understand exactly what's going on and make the best recommendation possible. Yep. Um, And that recommendation for some folks might be, you know what? We're not going to do any Roth conversions for you um, because it doesn't make sense. Uh, With some clients, they're still working. They're making good money. Right. And they they realize the tax situation. They say, we want to do some conversions. I say, you know what? I don't think I would do your conversions now because it's going to bump you up into a higher tax bracket. Let's wait until you retire. Let's postpone Social Security if we can afford it. Ooh. Then you have no income whatsoever. And let's do some conversions and try to keep them at a really low tax bracket. That's one of the strategies we'll use. It's, Does, again,
2: now, if I took a conversion uh, from a regular 401k uh, into a Roth, uh, and I took mm, 50000 Fifty thousand, say fifty thousand. Uh, paid the taxes on it. Does that automatically kick
1: me up to our higher tax bracket? In the year you do the conversion, yeah. uh, it's not automatic. But what you do is you add in. You've got your W two earnings. Right. Uh, you've got your ten ninety nines. That could be if you're self employed or if you've got um, dividend or interest, you know, yeah. interest bearing accounts. Right. You, you, and then you're going to add that Roth conversion in there. So that'll, that's going to add to your adjusted gross income, from which we calc- They then calculate what your taxes are.
2: But that's only one time,
1: only one time. So you do. Yeah. Let's say you add fifty this year. Yeah, you get taxed on it. And then let's say you do fifty next year. You're going to add it to those yep. things again. Yep. You're going to calculate it again. Uh, the risk you run, the calculated bet, if you will, the risk you run is we could have higher taxes. You know, next year and in hindsight, oh, we should have done it yep. this year. But uh, you know, you don't know. But you got to keep an eye on legislation and what might be coming down the pike. No kidding.
2: But again. A conversation you should have with your fiduciary. Um, And if you don't know what a fiduciary is, you're in luck because we happen to have one in the studio who's going to tell us what a fiduciary is and what they are supposed to be doing.
1: It's a very easy definition or explanation. A fiduciary is somebody that puts his or her client's best interest first. Okay? That means... Whatever, whatever the recommendation is, has to be first and foremost in the client's uh, best interest. Let's compare it to a um, somebody selling you a car, okay? And I don't want to pick on car salesman. I was going to say salesman.
0: <laughs> Poor <laughs> car We dealers. always see. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> no, it's. I mean, you could you could put this. It could be a car. It could be somebody selling you um, a motorcycle. Yep. Well, uh, well, maybe let's a house, stocks. Stop. whatever let's let's go back to the car okay okay you say listen i've got a uh, you know i've got a, a business i need a business vehicle i i carry around some tools um you know that i need to put in the back of a pickup truck and uh, you know i travel on the highway and blah 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 and that's what i need and Probably the best thing for you. I I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm thinking maybe uh you know a half ton pickup or maybe like uh, one of those uh, vans yeah. that you can put your stuff yeah. in, right? Let's say it's the half ton pickup. You know, you'll, I like the half ton. And then yeah. the car salesman upsells you. And says, well, you know what? You should probably get the 3500 because you know that's going to be a bigger, beefier vehicle for you. Well, carry heavier tools. Carry heavier or, yeah, tools, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it might be. But the fact of the matter is, that person doesn't need to carry heavier tools. They're himself. driving on the highway. They're not, you know, they're not plowing. They're not towing. Yeah. But the car salesman is not a fiduciary in this instance, and is and is upselling them. Um, but it's not really in the client's best interest in that case. Got it. Uh, sorry, car dealers and salesmen, yeah. but you know, it's just, just an easy example.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, it makes sense. But you know, a lot of people would say. You know, if they go to a brokerage house saying, I wanted to buy stock, then I'm hearing from that person, this is a great deal. Trust me. They've heard it before. Right. So, there's, so there's, how do you distinguish?
1: There's different standards of care, if you okay. will, yeah. um, from advisors or, or brokers or whatever you, you're going to want to call them. If somebody's not working with an advisor and, and they want to because they realize they need, they need help and some advice yep. and somebody with expertise, I would suggest that they look for one that has passed their Series 65. That is, um, means that individual is a fiduciary there's other series that you may hear a series seven, seven uh, a, yeah, six, six and other things is, yep, yep. um they operate well some may uh, morally operate as a fiduciary so in that car scenario an f3 a, a 350 or a, you know a one ton truck for yep. somebody is is suitable they can they can still drive around and do things it's okay a half ton would have been better but the one ton, it still works for them. Yep. that's that's the difference here. Uh,
2: okay, I got it. I got it. Now, uh, what did you have to do to? You said there was a license, a sixty-five. It's called the sixty-five. Okay, right. Uh, I mean, is there a fiduciary? Oath you have to take a secret handshake uh you know i mean do you have meetings i mean
1: what's the process involved or do you just wake up one day and say i'm going to be a fiduciary no you see you have to you have to study okay. um and take a proctored exam and pass that that exam to become a series 65 licensed uh individual um there's ongoing um Education that we we stay involved with, really anybody should be doing that. Peter, you know the world is changing, the markets are changing, the industry is changing. You have to stay educated on everything that's going on in order to provide that best advice uh, you can for your clients. So we're constantly educating ourselves. Um, uh, as, as part of being a fiduciary to make sure we are providing that best advice.
2: Now, I think, uh, and we've talked about this on the show, that education is first and foremost with Davis Welsh Management. You guys are huge on that. You were the only person I know who went to Social Security school. Okay? <laughs> so, but I mean, <laughs> right, right. But because people don't know because Social Security gives you answers, yes or no. Uh, they're not telling you what you should do with your money, when you should take Social Security. What that—that's not their job, right? And so, so you've gone. So yeah. I understand. This is an extension of things you've
1: already been doing. Indeed, it is. Let's, yeah. Let me talk about the Social Security Administration really, really quickly. Okay. Um, the people that work there are incredibly um, um, helpful to the extent they can be. Yeah. They're courteous. They're helpful. They really want to help. Seniors as they're trying to determine how to claim. Social and I did not Security. mean to
2: disparage them. If and, it and came exactly. That okay.
1: No, no. And but sometimes people do like when we talk about the federal government. Yeah. It's not really held very high uh, standing. True. Um, but the folks at the at SSA at the Social Security Administration are, are really wonderful individuals and they will do as much as they can to help you. They're limited, however, in terms of how much they can help you. So they really can't provide advice or help you identify strategies right. uh, for, for claiming Social Security. And that's where somebody like me, I took the uh, National Social Security Advisor exam, which was much harder than the Series 65, by the way. Really? Yeah. Um, but I, so I took that exam, and, and, and it's like reading War and Peace. Uh, but I can then help people understand a little bit more how you can claim Social Security and the pros and cons of when and how uh, to do that. And oftentimes I'll, I'll be able to provide advice that simply the Social Security Administration is not allowed to provide. Yep. Yep. You know, That's really what I think holds a lot of them back. They're just not allowed um, to give advice to the callers. But the,
2: To my point, if you call them, um, say, hey, uh, when should I take my retirement? They're not going to tell you.
1: They can say, well, you're eligible at 62.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and if you were born after 1960, your full retirement age is 67 and you can wait until 70. Um, and they may be able to provide a little bit in between, but it's But for the most be, part,
2: yeah. no. This is why you need to talk to right. somebody like Sean to say, okay, what about now you need to factor it in as part of your retirement, not as the be all end all.
1: Well, see, that's exactly it. Oftentimes people look to us and they think, well, you're just a, a portfolio manager. You're just going to manage our, our, our money. And, you know, making sure that the money is uh, working best for our clients is certainly a big part of what we do. But we also help with Social Security. We're going to help with, uh, you know, with Medicare. Um, you know, I talk to folks, you know, a client wants to buy a second home. So, you know, Let's look at all let's look at what that's going to entail for you. Sure. So uh, help them identify all the costs that are going to be involved in that and then help them identify what that looks like, you know, five years down the road when they are retired. Can mm-hmm. they do they have the ability to own that second home? And so we'll help them with big decisions like that. So a financial advisor, uh, really, especially a fiduciary advisor, should be really involved or privy to a lot of what's going on in one's financial situation. Uh, It's really important to understand everything that's going on so that, again, we can make that advice that's in their best interest.
0: You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast, presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888-333-3818 or go online davis wealth mgmt.com you can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A Item 4, for additional information.